Tonika Lewis-Johnson uses her art to show how racism and discriminatory housing practices have hurt black families in Chicago. Her latest installation, called Inequity for Sale in Englewood, is direct and bold. WBEZ's Natalie Moore met up with her and has the story. Johnson and I meet up on a Friday afternoon, unfazed by the snow crunching below our feet or the cold biting our fingertips. We're facing a boarded-up, faded, white frame home with brown wood trim. Johnson installed a circular marker in the lawn. She reads the black text on the yellow circle. This home at 7250 South Green was legally stolen from black resident John Garner on December 28, 1962, in a widespread land sale contract scam. This crime was never brought to justice. Reparations are due. And this is really plain spoken language. <laughs> Thanks to this <laughs> I asked her to read the other side of the marker. This house was sold on a land sale contract, a legally binding contract disguised as a traditional mortgage that enforced excessive monthly payments to the speculator without an actual transfer of ownership. Contract buying affected black families in Chicago during the 1950s and 60s. With few options to finance homes due to redlining and segregation, thousands of black families bought homes on contracts. They faced inflated prices, higher interest rates, and the threat of eviction for even one missed payment. But they earned no equity during the length of the contract. Many invested in the homes for years and came away with nothing. In 2019, a report by researchers from Duke University and the University of Illinois Chicago calculated the plunder of black wealth that contract buying inflicted. Black families here lost between 3 and $4 billion because of contract buying. If I hadn't seen those documents, it wouldn't have made me as emotionally connected to what this house represents. Decades have passed and the contract buyers are long gone. But Johnson can still hear the whispers of their agony. She can still feel their pain. The legacy of the predatory practice remains. For Johnson, the blighted homes and vacant lots on this block are signs of the devastation wrought by contract buying. I really wanted to demonstrate the point that, you know, this this discriminatory practice from the 50s and 60s is literally financially affecting the homeowners who are here today. Like, their, the value of their homes is lower because it's right next to abandoned homes and vacant lots that were really created, you know, because of this. 168 of those contract homes were in Inglewood. Two of Johnson's markers went up. 15 in total will be up this summer. This public art connects legalized theft of the past to the present-day wealth gap and disinvestment in black communities. These crimes have never been brought to justice. Johnson is known for her folded map photography project. It paired black Chicagoans from the city's south side with white counterparts who share the same house number and street, but on the city's north side. Folded map sparked conversations around segregation, but she wanted more artistically. I started to understand limitations of photography with some of the issues that I wanted to like deliver and present to the public. And I knew that photography wasn't going to encapsulate 
all of the little nuances of um, large systemic issues that I wanted to present to the public. So that's why I like the built environment and really making a connection between um, people having that personal experience with the built environment and accessing this historic information in a way that's more emotional, you know, um, and immersive um, has kind of made me push photography aside just for now a little bit, just a little bit. Now Johnson is contemplating buying these vacant properties and transforming them into community spaces. I want to do my part, if possible, with the support of people who are interested in this project to, like, acquire some of the homes, renovate them, and see if that can help some of the the appreciation of some of the homes. Because that's really what the neighborhood and the people who live on blocks like this, this is, that's what they need. Looking at this frame brick house, what would you want it to transform into if someone said... Yes. We want to hear your vision, and we're going to make it happen. Money's not an object. Oh, well, definitely it would be an art house. It would be a house that has um, uh, exhibition space, and it would also be an opening floor plan for people to be able to rent out for um, barbecues or baby showers or graduation parties as well as have um, an office that's accessible for people to, you know, access the internet, print stuff, but but really just a community, an art community gathering space. I, I would want a collection of them to be like satellite art houses. The following week after we met up, the owner of the other vacant property with the marker removed the sign. Of course, the removal irritated Johnson, but she emailed me that the truth of the matter is how the owners of abandoned and neglected homes acquire that property is the consequence of what her sign aims to educate them and the larger community about. Johnson says her project is uncomfortable for someone who inexpensively acquires a home that's not their primary residence and fails to maintain that property in a neighborhood already struggling with blight. She adds that these new owners are perpetuating the racist systemic issue that has plagued the community for decades. And a reckoning, no matter how uncomfortable, is needed. Natalie Moore, WBEZ News.